Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this June 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons. Family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Twinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport, happy to have you with us today. 12.15 here in about seven or so minutes, we'll be joined by Shepard VP for Athletics, Chauncey Winbush, as they've announced a new addition to their athletic administration a new external assistant ad for external affairs we'll get into that and uh, some more happenings going on there at shepherd as we enter the summer before football season and uh we'll probably ask him a question or two about where they are looking for a new women's basketball coach excited to uh, talk to him and talk more shepherd it's been a while since we've had him on and talked shepherd yeah it has and uh obviously you know football spring practices concluded you mentioned the shepherd women's basketball so you just see i guess what's going on with the rams i mean uh fundraising a big part and i know a lot of fundraising going on so it'll be interesting to talk to chauncey about that and they've announced the 2022 football schedule uh with the times as well so we'll get into that but before that this is like a week overdue i want to thank uh anita and larry cooper uh coach cooper there for martinsburg baseball as we're down in mingo bay down in myrtle beach uh we were doing was it the second or third day we're doing the martinsburg game in myrtle beach like at that high school i can't even remember the name of the high school myrtle beach high school yes uh and she took a picture of us and we've got all got copies of it, so I just want to thank them for uh, giving that to us about a week ago, and just a lot going on in the last week. But wanted to make sure about that a I week ago, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I thank them for uh, giving uh, all, us all a copy of that photo. It was greatly appreciated, and fun memories we made down there at, at Mingo Bay, and are excited for next season's uh, trek down to Myrtle Beach as well. Um, not really a lot to get into locally. I mean, we'll still talk Jefferson uh, baseball. As they get ready for the state tournament at the end of the week at Appalachian Power Park. Again, if you want to see yesterday's uh, episode or listen with uh, Jefferson Softball, four members of the team plus head coach Desiree Waters in the studio, you can go uh, either on the TV10 Facebook page. The, get, the shows are all archived there or wherever you get your podcast. Just look up the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick. About 22 minutes uh, there for the first segment with them on the air. Th- congratulations to their first softball state title again as well. But Jefferson baseball getting ready for uh, down there at Appalachian Par- Power Park for the state tournament semifinal and then final. Only two. There's only three total games there in each classification. No double elimination, just single elimination. And uh, George Washington baseball was it George Washington that tweeted it out? Who tweeted that out? Hurricane tweeted out. Hurricane the joke. baseball. So there's a joke this morning on Twitter. It's made its rounds. Or I guess it was a day ago. It's uh, from Hurricane Redskins 2022 baseball. Interesting storyline in AAA state semi with George Washington and Jefferson. Jefferson didn't attend George Washington's funeral in 1799, making Martha and the Washington family irate. 
and there has been over 200 years of bad blood. Hopefully it doesn't boil over in Charleston. And the Jefferson High School Cougars baseball account uh, uh, quoted the tweet and said, Hey, George Washington, so sorry we couldn't make it. We had baseball that day. No hard feelings, right? So a lot of fun going on down there. Fun prior to the state tournament. Hopefully it makes for a fun state tournament. I think it will be. I think these four teams uh, are really talented in you never know who could come out on top. They were uh, talking about it there. I think uh, Tony Caridi was and the uh, three guys before the game on their show this past weekend. And it wouldn't be surprising if there was a uh, 4v1 upset. Hopefully it's not in the AAA level, but all three classifications, the four teams that are represented in each, all have a, a pretty solid chance of winning. And hopefully uh, Jefferson can do it for AAA and get some revenge there against uh, Bridgeport if that's who they ultimately get to face. Yeah, I mean, we look at the bracket and there's three uh, 30-win teams there in the AAA side. So, you know, three teams that have done a lot this year. And George Washington is a 20-win team, but obviously they've played some good ball as of late and have found their way into this uh, state tournament. They play some good competition throughout the year, so their record might be a little bit deceiving as well and uh it sets up for a great state tournament just looking forward to it see how the cougars can do down there obviously they've been tested all year uh with you know epac schedule being pretty tough um you know some of their non-conference games have been good opponents but do they have enough to get it done this year based on what we've seen it seems like they can definitely do that but don't know a ton about these other teams so I'll be interested to see how it plays out. You got to imagine though that Hurricane Bridgeport and GW are all going to be tough opponents, and that single elimination really makes it difficult. That it is an open field, and any of those four teams, if you just get hot at the right time, uh, could win it all. So, hopefully, it's a great tournament down there in Charleston, and a great location too to play that game. Yeah, Appalachian Power Park, the home of the Charleston Dirty Birds, now yep. of the Independent Baseball League, I believe. At one point in time, they were the West Pow, Virginia West Power, Virginia Power and Power affiliates Park. of the Pirates. Pirates and then I think Mariners. Yeah, Mariners right were that. the ending before the MLB decided to uh, cancel a lot of minor league baseball like we see in Hagerstown. No more there. Frederick Keys now a draft league as a restructuring there of minor league baseball. But Charleston got to keep a baseball team uh, with the, I guess you'd call it independent league, I believe is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. One of the independent leagues. Not officially. I don't think so. They might be. I'd have to look. I don't know. But uh, great venue down there. Yeah, I do think so because I remember uh, Paul Swan having it on his show when I was interning there. Uh, They are the, yeah, South Division of the Atlantic League. All right. There you go. York Revolution. York Revolution. What about York Revolution? They're in the Atlantic League. All right. (laughs) That's why I know about it. All right, well, that did it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown. Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. For more on the other side of this break, we joined by Shepard, VP for Athletics, Chauncey Winbush. That's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off ID1 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up for the Intro to Long Range Rifle course, which will be held on June the 4th and June the 5th. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. You can also register for the Saturday, June 11 Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia Concealed Carry Permit. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this June 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Winning, Verzley, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, happy to have you with us. We're now welcome to the program the Vice President for Athletics at Shepherd University, Chauncey Wimbush. How are you doing today, Mr. Wimbush? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are doing good as well. And the other day you named a new Assistant Athletic Director for External Affairs, Mark Warren. He comes from working within the Texas Rangers organization, uh, doing a lot of stuff. What does he bring to uh, the Shepherd Athletics uh, program that can help you guys build and be even better than you are right now? Well, you know, the main uh, responsibility of, of the person in this role is to help us raise revenue. So fundraising, corporate sales, ticket sales, so forth and so on. So Mark has a really solid background. As you said, he comes from uh, the Texas Rangers minor league uh, affiliate where he was working specifically with uh, corporations around the North Carolina area. And um, so that is number one, just the experience to work with our local community leaders and alumni to try to help us bring additional resources uh, in to support our athletics. And then I've had an opportunity to work with Mark for about three weeks now, and he brings a really great energy. Um, he's a very, very nice guy. He's already gotten off to a great start. 
you know, reaching out to um, our local contacts. And, you know, I think the enthusiasm and, um, again, that, that uh, background from a corporate sales standpoint is really going to help us continue the success that we've already had from a fundraising standpoint. And Chauncey, when talking about Mark in particular, uh, what are some things that you, I guess, like about him and his background that you think he can really bring to Shepard? You mentioned the fundraising being a big part of the job. Uh, what are some fundraisers maybe you could even see from him? Yeah, so again, you know, his, his background is, is raising money as well as he has a military background and he also has a a coaching background. So he did some high school coaching while he was in the military as well. So I think he has a well-rounded knowledge of athletics in general, which I think is a bonus. And um, already he has hit the ground running. We're going to be having a uh, Shepherd football golf tournament at Crest Creek on June 17th. So he's uh, already in the mix working with uh, local leaders to try to raise funds to support that event. Um, uh, we're having a Ram Fest event that would be sponsored by the Shepherd University Athletic Club on August. Party with the committee that we've worked over the last couple of years. That's mostly associated with Rotary Club and Shepherd. So he's in himself that committee to try to that we really nice on the fifth. So again, some we saw is trying to bring. Hey Chauncey, can we get you to a better connection? You were going in and out there. Oh, how's that? You're better now. Sorry about that. So uh, there's golf terms, the ran, Steve, he's working as well. So he's also in the final. It was better for a second, and now it's back. <laughs> I don't know what right. is going on here. You guys are up a little. Here, I'm gonna give you a call. I'm gonna give you a call back real fast, Chauncey. I don't know what was uh, going on there. We haven't had an issue like that uh, before. Yeah, a bit of an odd connection problem there. But um, you know what? I, at, As someone who's worked in the Shepherd Athletic Department and who's uh, been around that department a lot, um, I, I like this, this hire of Mark Warren. I think he's got some good experience, and hopefully that'll uh, you know, that'll, that'll put the athletic department in the right direction. All right, it sounds like uh, Spencer might have him back on the phone if we can see his uh, connection here with Chauncey Winbush, who uh, we are joined from. Shepherd University, just waiting for him to get back on the line here. And uh, Chauncey, you back? I am. All right, it sounds better. you want to finish the answer there, or do you want a new question? Yeah, I can try to finish that answer. So, you know, Mark has already, you know, kind of jumped in the deep end of the pool uh, to try to uh, help us uh, find uh, support for our football golf tournament, which will be on June 17th at Crest Creek. Uh, another big fundraising event that we're planning right now is the uh, Ram Fest event that is associated with the Shepherd University Athletic Club, as well as supported by uh, the Rotary of Shepherdstown. So, again, he's already um, ingrained himself with the committee uh, to support that event. So I think he's off to a really great start. I think one of the goals that I have for him is to hopefully try to bring in uh, new corporations or new companies to help support 
uh, what we're trying to do here in the athletic department. Hey, Chauncey, this is Avery Newport. Um, real quickly, I, I know you have uh, other commitments to get to, so just real quick, uh, could you tell us where you guys are in the hiring process for a new head coach for the women's basketball program and kind of what's been going into that process? Sure. So we, I actually um, hired a new coach last Thursday. We have not made a formal announcement as we wanted to give her an opportunity to share the information with um, her, the current staff that she's working on, the student athletes that she's currently working with, you know, as well as family and friends. So hopefully in the next couple of days, we'll be making a formal announcement about the new head coach that will be leading our women's basketball program. There's a million-dollar answer to or answer to a million-dollar question a lot of Rams fans have been asking lately, uh, but we'll get into football real quick here. The 22 football schedule has been announced, and uh, a lot of uh, games here on the schedule obviously going to be honoring with the Hall of Fame uh, game, the 82 WVIAC regular season champion volleyball team, 87 champions women's tennis team, and the 08 women's basketball team will be honored. And then you have the game at Southern Connecticut State, the one non-conference game at the beginning of the season, September 1st. It's a, another good year for the Rams looking like. Yeah, you know, we're always excited about football around here, obviously. Um, you know, Coach McCook did a great job of trying to find an out-of-conference opponent, so we're excited about going up to Connecticut to face a pretty good, you know, Southern Connecticut State University team. Um, as usual, the PSAC schedule is, is a tough, tough one on the east side, and, you know, certainly with the opponents that we have from a crossover standpoint, it's going to be challenging. So, you know, with, with Tyson Bajan and, and the rest of our uh, student-athletes coming back. We're pretty excited about the potential to be uh, successful again uh, this year. Last question for you quickly. You just mentioned uh, Tyson, and since Mark will be doing uh, fundraising, is there any update on the uh, scholarship that was named in honor of Bajan? So we were able to raise about $23,000 initially uh, with regards to the, the TB2 scholarship in his honor. I think it was a, a great start. Uh, we certainly look forward to continuing to try to add funds to uh, to that scholarship as the year goes on. But, you know, the goal is those initial, you know, 15 or 20 uh, donors, we hope to, you know, make sure that they are uh, giving on an annual basis. So, you know, if we're able to provide, you know, twenty dollars to $25,000 uh, to the scholarship budget for Coach McCook to go out and continue to bring in really great student athletes, I think, you know, that that's the, the least that we can ask. Chauncey Wimbush, Vice President for Athletics at Shepherd, our guest. Thanks for the time, Chauncey. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You as well. Chauncey Wimbush, Vice President for Athletics at Shepherd, and we learned something new there. Out announcement coming soon. Yeah, for a new women's basketball head coach, that's a, that's a huge announcement. I really didn't uh, expect him to to say it. Now, of course, he didn't well, give he any didn't hints. Give as anything to, to you besides right. we know it's a female, right? He said so her. you know, now we can speculate about who it is until the announcement comes in a, a I guess week. We're or playing so. the game who, and she had blonde hair and glasses. We'll find out soon, well, isn't it? Who I would, or whatever if, if the they, game where you ask guess hey, who? Guess who? Yeah. Hey, if. Chauncey told us that they had made a hiring last week. I would give it two weeks. So one more week, we should find out who the coach is. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Have to get him back on. Probably a good timeline, I think. Yeah. Or the new coach herself. Yeah. Both.
We would have gone a little bit longer with uh, Chauncey, but he had a meeting to attend here at 1230, so I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to give him time to go to his meeting. His meeting's way more important than talking to us. That's for sure. He's running the athletic department well, for hey, a don't, don't don't little the radio show. Come on, man. You don't know what the meeting was about. <laughs> it might have been something really boring for all you know. Hey. But you know it's not boring. Shepard having a new women's basketball coach and trying to figure out who it is. Hey, shout That'd out to uh, Dylan Bishop cool. and Highly Disputed. He uh, mentioned us on Twitter, said Shepard has hired a new women's basketball coach. Formal announcement coming in days via SU Athletics VP on WRNR underscore sports mix. Dylan doing great work there for Highly Disputed as well as uh, for us right now, being a camera guy. And hey, He'll uh, be on the show soon. If yeah. he, that, that's what I was about to maybe hint at here Maybe next he'll be week. on tomorrow. Who if knows? he wants to do that, we got an extra chair. He'll be in here tomorrow. I got to text him about that. All right. <laughs> so he doesn't know that he's going to be here He does. He knows. Tomorrow. I just didn't give him a time Well, yet. he knows now since he's been listening. <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> Cancel all your Thursday plans. He already knew that. I told him Thursday. I just didn't give him the time. All right. Well, that, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding out there living in this family-owned operator right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk NFL news. The uh, Commanders, a lot of news coming out about them. Uh, interesting stadium news, but it makes sense. We'll get into that. Plus more next. You'll be at my show. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. All 
welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. What? Spencer, your hair's a little poofed up in the back what here. What are you talking about? After you, you put your headset on and there's a little poof well, of your hair that's sticking now. up. All right, welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. <laughs> Colin has funny. just gone to MIA uh, for a minute. I guess he's going to get something picked up outside. I don't know. Um, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Maybe the magazines. Uh, I don't know why he'd be doing that now, though. But you know, I don't know what's going on. We're waiting for Colin. But uh, that's why you're here today, Avery. Chase yeah. Young joined the Commanders yesterday in Ashburn, Virginia, per a team official, and will be present for the club's second round of voluntary workouts, OTAs this week. Montez Sweat will also be there. The team confirmed. Sweat missed OTAs last week as well for personal reasons. Young obviously won't participate in any on-field activity uh, as he continues to rehab from the torn ACL he suffered last November. Uh, He was absent from last week's OTAs, and Ron Rivera told the media he believed the defensive end would, quote, make it eventually, end quote. And turns out eventually was yesterday. So he's back, but Montez Sweat there as well, but we won't see... Terry McLaurin, not surprised. He's waiting for a new contract. Yeah, and you said he still can't participate in on-field drills, so I don't know if it's that big of a deal, but I guess it's good to have Chase Young back in the building as a leader and can do some rehabbing and stuff like that. Uh, You know, not having McLaurin is definitely a, a big deal, especially with a new quarterback coming in and Carson Wentz, but he wants his contract, and it's understandable, but Really, you know, OTAs, there's a lot of big-name players missing OTAs this year, so I don't think it's super concerning if they're there or not. They are voluntary. It's when you get into the training camp when things really are important and make sure that those guys pass those uh, conditioning tests. Those are always big. Their physicals, yeah. And the physicals as well. But if, you know, you fail the conditioning test and it's clear that you weren't working very hard in the off season, then then – that's when the concerns come in. But as long as everybody's ready for training camp overall, I don't think it's too big of a concern. I mean, I said, you know, I was a little bit concerned about Lamar Jackson, and I am to an extent, but if he's there at training camp and looks fine, then I'm not going to be worried about him at all. And I think that's the same thing with most of the Washington players. But we'll see. Terry McLaurin could definitely hold out into camp, which is then when things get interesting for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I – I I agree with Nick really that I don't think it's super important right now anyway uh, about OTA showings and whatnot because they are voluntary. It's not like you have to be there, but I think it is a good way to show team pride and support for your teammates and other players. So it's a good sign to see him there. Hopefully his his re, him is in Chase Young. I hope his rehab process is going pretty smoothly. Uh, I expect. You know, typically with an ACL injury, it used to be a much longer process than it is now. So, I don't know. I think there there might be a chance that he could probably play within the first couple weeks of the season, you know, before it was a much more devastating injury than it is now. Um, so, that's a good sign. That's a good yeah. sign to see him supporting the team, and hopefully his rehab process is uh, on the right track. And I guess today it becomes official that Landon Collins has been cut because he was designated a post-June 1st cut, and that means I believe they get some money back, or they only have to pay him a certain set amount of money. Um, So that officially frees up the money for a contract extension for one Terry McLaurin. 
So wasn't what? Hold on, I'm I'm a little confused by that. So wasn't the announcement that they released Collins a couple months ago? Yeah, but the the way that you can do these, there's some weird rule in the NFL. If you designate somebody a post June first cut, that means on June first you shred the salary cap for the next season, but the bonus money be something very weird. I don't I don't completely understand what it means, but basically it means they're shedding salary off this year's cap. Um, I can go find what post-June 1st cut means exactly so I can read it verbatim. According to SI.com, June 1st is a deadline or marker within the collective bargaining agreement. Teams cutting or trading players after the date can carry half the remaining bonus money paid to a player against the season's cap season's cap space and the rest in the following season. So basically, hmm. they're pushing money away this year by cutting him post june 1st and that'd be half his salary yes okay so so what so they're they so that means they what, will have like, enough salary to pay terry mcclure more money this year and yeah. then more later on because i was one. about to say in the short term it's not really all that effective in terms of poning up money for a mcclure extension because what collins has paid 16 mil so it would increase the savings uh, to eleven point nine million, yeah. with only three point eight left on the cap. Uh, but it means his contract remains on the books until then. So it'll be there be today or tomorrow that he'll officially get cut, and then we could potentially see a new contract here for Terry McLaurin, at least another offer within the next week or two. Yeah, and you want to get that contract done as soon as possible because you don't know what other receivers in the market are in the market for a deal like Terry McLaurin, which means. The market will go up like it's already gone this offseason many times. Like the A.J. Brown deal. Tyree um, Kill. Tyree Kill. Deal, like just all those deals have made, Adams. have made the base for what he wants to go Do you go think up. he is worth that much money? I mean, I know he's a good receiver, but is he like top tier necessarily? I don't think so. I mean, I think he can get somewhere in the land of 22 to 28 mil a year. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get I don't think he's going to get 30 plus. No way. But he might ask for that. And even when you're not Collins now rejoined a top tier guy, you could definitely still receive that kind of pay if you think that you're in that market and the team is kind of desperate for you. But again, it's a receiver. Do you really want to pay a receiver that much money? I think is a. Maybe that's why Jahan Dotson was the draft pick. I mean, look at what the Jaguars did in the offseason. Didn't they pay Christian Kirk exactly. a boatload of money for yeah. being an average receiver? A number know? three receiver on most teams. And I think probably. it helps McLaurin's case that he's been a pretty good receiver over the last couple of years with subpar quarterback play for the that's most true. part. You know, he's had to deal with uh, Dwayne Haskins. Of course, I don't want to speak ill of him. Um, but Dwayne Haskins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke. You know, these are not top-tier front-end quarterbacks that he's had thrown him the ball, and yet he's still been a super productive player. So I think that helps his case that if he goes to a better team with a better quarterback and a better offensive scheme that kind of fits his skill sets, then he might be able to ascend to that kind of, you know, upper tier of receivers. Yeah, I don't think it really matters what position it is. If you want a guy to stay, you're going to have to pay him. I mean, it's plain and simple there. And when he's been your wide receiver number one since you drafted him, it kind of makes sense that he deserves that type of money if he's going to stay. That's just the way the NFL has been going. And 28 mil, maybe, maybe not. 25 mil I would be all right with. 
we'll see how it goes, but I want him to stay, so if it means paying the guy, you got to do it. There you go. All right, well, commanders stay in the news, as always, for stuff not on the field. Uh, They have done an... Let me read this. They reportedly conducted an economic impact analysis for a new stadium, which I think is kind of part of the course of building a new stadium in your locations you could possibly put it in. Um, They've obviously been exploring a new stadium. We've talked about where they have the option to purchase that 200 acres in Prince William County, Virginia, right off I-95. They could possibly rebuild at, at the FedEx site or very close to the FedEx site. They could uh, purchase a former uh, quarry in Loudoun County right off of uh, 267, the belt or the greenway, excuse me, off Route 28. So within distance of the airport, uh, within distance of D.C. or somehow, some way they could make it back to RFK. That's probably not going to happen, though. Um, They conducted an economic uh, analysis on a stadium, what it would bring to Virginia. This is according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch and Michael Phillips, who does amazing work. I'm going to try to get him on one of these times to talk about something like this. According to the study, was prepared by JLL Sports and Entertainment and was obtained by the Times-Dispatch. The direct economic impact of the stadium would be $24.7 billion in Virginia. The project would support 2,246 jobs by 2033. The team had previously described state support as a prerequisite for launching the project, but when legislators convene today, they won't take up a potential $350 million subsidy in for the estimated $3 billion project. Following the three high-profile deflections over the weekend, the vote is now on hold until at least after the special session. Um, within the economic impact, this article goes on for a long, long time. Uh, I guess... Jason Wright and the team have come to a conclusion that 55,000 seats is a good number in the stadium. Now, RFK held 56,692 fans for football games. I believe Dodger Stadium for baseball holds 57,000 people. Um, Yeah, 55,000. The only way I could see this... I. It, we're gonna if it's good or bad. My take on this is, it's good to an extent, but you're gonna have to if you want to do what you want to do. And you said in the past, as Dan Center, I want to host the Super Bowl, I want to host Final Fours, possibly FIFA or the World Cup. You know, um, you got to be expandable. If they can be 55 expandable to 70, 75, even 68, anywhere between 68 and 75. I think it, it, it's a possible good thing, but they know that they're not going to get whatever the number is now that they have in their stadium. Their stadium in 2007, I believe, was it's like 80,000. It's one of the larger. From 2004 to 2010, Washington had the largest stadium capacity in the NFL with more than 91,000 seats. They took out a bunch of seats, and I believe it's right around 65 to 70. So. Yeah, I mean they rope off the the upper deck like the the highest seats in the stadium have been tarped off for years cuz Well, they haven't been tarped off. They took them out and then yeah. they put standing room only seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's which, also you know, because FedEx is a dump. This new stadium, it's going to be new, so hopefully it 
isn't a dump, so I don't feel like it <laughs> makes sense as to why you want 55000 if you're trying to grow a fan base and make a better culture for the team and the franchise. Why are you shrinking down in size if you're trying to convince people to become a fan of your team and come to a game, but yet you're going to go from whatever FedEx field is now. I know it was 90. It could be at 65. I, nobody really knows for FedEx. They don't get sold out anyway. But down to 55,000, it feels like it just doesn't make sense to me as an NFL stadium. Well, it doesn't. I mean, it's the smallest capacity. It, of course, this is all a proposed stadium. It's not like this is officially happening. But if they were to build it, it'd be the smallest in the league by a pretty substantial margin. The Bears have the smallest currently at 61,000. Yeah. And Soldier Field was built, what, 100 years ago? Yeah. Well, you know, they... they <laughs> They've made some updates to it. Yeah, I mean, they practically rebuilt a whole stadium inside the former grounds because it was all right. historic. You want something but, funny? Uh, according to David Teal, who writes also for the Richmond Times-Dispatched, Washington average home crowd 52,751 last season, ranked 31st among 32 teams. So, yeah, that's, that's less than what they want for this the proposal. Capacity. Yeah, no, you but know you're what? Trying to grow. Well, okay. So <laughs> if you want to grow a fan base, then. It, it doesn't have to do with the size of the stadium. It has to do with who is running the organization. That's true. And I think, frankly, that's the reason why this stadium proposal is going to have such a small capacity because the fans that used to support this team, many of them have been turned away by the current organizational structure of the franchise and all the things that have been happening that have turned a negative light on the franchise over the 20 years that this current organizational structure has been in place. I mean, <laughs> you know, if the commanders had more structure in place right now, then I don't think they would be considering such a small stadium. But I also think it's silly that a team from Washington, D.C. is looking to build another stadium that isn't in Washington, D.C. This is the second one now in 25 years where they're going to build a stadium away from the area and wasn't that one of the problems with FedEx, is that it was too far from D.C.? Well, the problem with FedEx is you're in the D.C. metro area, whatever. I mean, you see that with a bunch of teams. I mean, the Patriots don't play in Boston, I yeah. guess, is their their home. They're not... They play in New England. Right. Uh, there's no metro, D.C. metro access out there. But there wouldn't be in Woodbridge either. The only place... Where there are is if you go back to the RFK site, too many hurdles to jump there because it's federal land. Part of it's federal land. Right. Part of it's a historic site. Like it's all this stuff. The only, the most logical place that has metro access, not too far from DC, but you have the land. There's just the, the land issue. You know what? It's in Lowndes County. They don't even need to build a new stadium. Play at Nats Park. Go back to the old days, man. Baseball and football. I mean, that's what RFK yeah. had. Exactly. Or you play at the I'm kidding, DC United Stadium. The United Stadium? That Audi probably Field. holds less than fit. They could go Chargers style, play at a soccer stadium. Yeah, yeah. Chargers got made fun of for that. Yeah, yeah. Chargers had zero fans from L.A. going to those games. They probably still have zero fans from L.A. going to those games. Yeah. 
You know they pay the Rams one dollar in rent to did you see, play in that stadium. Did you see uh the team the NFL all the other teams other had ideas. to pay uh some money to the city of St. Louis? As the part of the settlement. Yeah, yeah all the other thirty one teams. St. Louis. Washington Commanders moved to St. Louis. St. Louis Commanders. That actually has got a ring to it. It doesn't. St. No. Louis Commanders? What's <laughs> no, the what's you. the correlation there? There's no I don't know. Uh, all right. Aaron Donald is, quote, at peace with his career and would retire if his contract doesn't get renewed after this next season. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that during the Super Bowl, that he might hang it up, and he really doesn't have anything else to prove. It is interesting that he had said he would return, but now he's only returning if he gets a new contract because he still is under contract through 2024, I believe. So it's like... Oh, well, we've got some breaking news. Oh, Interesting. Uh, it's about Aaron Donald? No, it's about the one the owner of the Commanders. Of is he gone? Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell have been requested to testify at a congressional hearing on June 22nd. That was posted about an hour ago. Or Republican Carl, uh, Carolyn Maloney, the chairperson of the Committee on Oversight and Reform, th- sent letters to both men to make the request. Uh, so they want him to come in and testify? Yeah. He won't do that. He wants. There isn't a chance that he'll do that. Which one's less likely? Dan there Snyder is or absolutely. Roger doing I think that. they're Place both about. Now. Neither of them will go. They're both. They're both very unlikely. Yeah. I don't know. That was just breaking news that I saw. I was trying to pull up the exact quote from Aaron Donald. I um, mean, it would be nice, but it would just be completely self-incriminating. I think. Yeah. I don't really see any benefit to him doing that. Unless he's forced to, but he's, I mean, he, he can't be, so. Which sucks. It does suck. All right, back to Aaron Donald. He has, uh, he's signed through at least the 2024 season, but there's no guaranteed money left on his deal. Um, but what do we think? Do we think he's going to retire? I mean, according to him, so yeah. Maybe. I think there's a chance. But I think they probably pay him at least through that season and get him that new contract if because you need him. I mean, he's a huge part of your team. He's your best player. He essentially secured that Super Bowl for them on those yeah. final two plays. Yeah. Uh, so if you have the money and you have the ability to do so, I think you got to at least try to get Aaron Donald back uh, throughout another contract. Because let's be honest, there's no way to truly replace him and the capabilities that he has. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. And also... We saw this offseason, teams are willing to spend money on aging defensive guys. Like, look mm-hmm. at the Bills paying Von Miller a bunch of money for a guy who's in his mid-30s now and is probably this is probably going to be the last big contract that he'll ever have. I think if Von Miller can get that kind of money, then Aaron Donald is certainly deserving of a contract like that. You know, Aaron Donald has played almost 10 years in the league now and has not really lost a step from where he was during his prime. You could argue still he still is in his prime. So if I were the Rams, I would consider it. Of course, they've got a ton of uh, cap issues still, so you know they might have to find some workarounds around that. But they should really think about it. They really should. And uh, we'll move on. Deshaun Watson, another lawsuit. Are they going to suspend him? What's up now? Like, I don't Nobody know. knows. Well, they're still investigating, I think, right? I guess, but another woman has filed suit. Like, when, when is they just going to end? This was on Tuesday in it's Texas. Not. 
for a while. I mean, 23 people seem like enough to me, but what do I know? And uh, final thing here in the NFL, John Madden to grace the cover of Madden NFL 23, first time since 2000. Uh, what a way to pay tribute to uh, the guy that kind of launched that whole game and has launched the way the success, really, of EA Sports in, in football. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if they just kept it like that. That's how it was for the beginning of that. What year did you say it was? 2000. 2000, and I think all the ones before that were him on the cover. Yeah. yeah. Continue it. Doesn't need to be a player. Yeah, it's the only good thing that EA has done. Well, in, I believe in it was Madden's idea, though, to have the players on the cover. So, Probably. I mean, I think it's a good way to honor there, him this but... year, but you could go back to the players, I think. I, li- I like the cover, though. It looks cool. Yeah, it does, it does look really cool. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Far- Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll talk uh, Nationals. Mike Rizzo has made a statement about Juan Soto. Uh, the Orioles and the Nationals both suck. We'll talk about that, plus the match tonight, 6.30 on TNT, when we close things out on this edition of the Sports Mix next. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. A Honda is more than just a vehicle. It's a gateway to spring adventure. Start your adventures with Honda, the brand owners are calling the most fun to drive. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 0.9% APR on a 2022 Honda Pilot and a 1.9% APR on a 2022 Ridgeline, CRV, or Passport. New vehicles are arriving daily at a local Honda dealer. CMA's Honda of Winchester, 3985 Valley Pike. CMA, moving lives forward. See dealer for financing details, 2021 ACSI survey of customers rating the performance of their own automobiles. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us along with Avery Newport uh, in today. Uh, Nationals, they're bad. Yeah, they had a. They were showing flashes of winning. They went four and two between Tuesday and Sunday. That's what happens. Now they're zero and two. Two straight big losses, bad losses, to the Mets in New York. They're getting ready to play right now at one ten. We'll join the broadcast here after the conclusion of the show. They'll win because they always win the third game after losing two. It seems like. You're so. picking up on what I'm putting down. Put I, was, money on I it. said that last week. Put, put money down. Uh, they've got a new guy coming up from Double A uh, to be their starter today because they sent down, down their other starter. <laughs> uh, they've recalled left-handed pitcher Evan Lee from Double A Harrisburg. Uh, he's 24. He went 0-3 with a 3.60 ERA in seven starts at Double A Harrisburg, striking out 37 in 30 innings. Uh didn't I see that there was a pitcher either yesterday or a few days ago for the Nationals that's getting Tommy John surgery as well? I do not. Oh, it's... Uh, Ross? Yeah, Joe Ross. Yeah. He just completely botched his rehab assignment and had to have surgery, or will so have to have gone. surgery again. That's like twice now in the last 10 years. Uh, but Mike Rizzo and the Nationals making news because Juan Soto doing his weekly appearance on 106.7 The Fans Morning Show, the Sports Juan Junkies. Soto? From, no, Mike Rizzo. <laughs> I was going to say. Mike Rizzo doing his... Uh, Weekly appearance on the show. Talking about Juan Soto, uh, this is courtesy of 106.7 The Fan, Odyssey, and D.C., the sports junkies. Can you answer this question just to kind of make Nationals fans feel better? And I'm sure you've answered it before. But yesterday, and I don't know if you're aware of this, you click on ESPN.com, and the main story is, what if Juan Soto gets traded to the 29 other teams in Major League Baseball? Are you trading Juan Soto? We are not trading Juan Soto. We made it clear to his agent to head to the player. And, uh, you know, these are, you know, these are, all, uh, you know, I understand we, uh, these uh, journalists have to, uh, you know, they've got to fill a, a blank sheet of paper every day. It's a, hmm. it's a good uh it's a good thing to uh, to get some uh, to get some attention on on a story, but uh, uh, we have every intention of building this uh, this team around Juan Soto, and, uh, and we've we've spoken to his agent many many times. Recently, sat with him when he was in Washington D.C. Made it clear to him that uh, that we are we are not interested in trading him, and uh, uh, I guess the rest of the world just doesn't believe it. So uh, that, that but that's our position. The rest of the world doesn't believe it, Colin. You don't believe it, do you? I mean. The team's going to be traders. Let, let's be honest. Come the all-star break or the trade deadline, these teams are going to be sellers. If it's not going to be Juan Soto, like they say, it's going to be somebody, I feel like, like last year, big to get prospects. Yeah. Maybe the reason why he's saying this Maybe Josh now, Bell. Josh Bell. Could be. The reason why he's saying Juan Soto now is maybe because they haven't got a good offer yet. But if a good offer comes to wait... I honestly do think that... I mean, if it's an offer, you can't it, refuse. Exactly, but... Those do come around sometimes. Yeah. Especially, we're not even into... It's just June 1st, you got to a month and a half. from the Godfather. Offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the match tonight, 7 p.m. on TNT. Uh, be an interesting one. Usually, they pair the... Uh, I feel like they always pair professional golfers. This is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. So, like, 
the old guys versus the new guys. Yeah, I've seen Brady and Mahomes play golf before, and they look really good. I haven't seen Rogers or Rogers Allen. is good. Have you guys? I think Rogers okay. is pretty good. Yeah, Rogers is pretty good. He goes to the one the the big pro am down won in last the last one. Yeah, yeah. But he's, uh, he's in Lake Tahoe. He goes to the golf the pro am tournament down in Lake or Tahoe. Or with Deshembo. No, they lost, didn't they? Yeah, they lost. That was a good thing. That was he was carrying Deshembo. He was. He really was at one point. Deshembo had the uh, hand surgery after that. I guess so. I don't know. It should it's be fun, though. Aren't fine. It'll be fun, though, and that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, thanks to Chauncey Winbush, Vice President for Athletics at Shepard, for coming on. Breaking a little news to us that you'll hear soon. For Avery, Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. Nats baseball coming up next.